Countdown to kickoff continues. It's week six. The Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up. Spiro Ditas has the call on CBS Sports. It's great to see you. It's our first time seeing you here in 2023. Uh, so welcome back to Jacksonville, first of all. And uh, you've got, I guess, a familiar crew around you. It's been a little bit since you've had uh, the crew that is joining you here in Duval. First of all, great to see you. Congrats on the new digs. This place is absolutely spectacular. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always fun to come back here, and it's good. You know, we had the Colts last week. We, we've seen Houston already. It's just good to see these AFC South teams now start to turn a corner. I mean, it was, it was a couple of lean years. Uh, I know, obviously, for you guys, it was a turnaround last year, but uh, prior to that, there was some, uh, there was some down years, as, uh, as you know better than anyone. So it's just good to see now these teams now back on the rise because when the AFC South is competitive, um, it just changes the dynamic of what the AFC is as a whole. So uh, we're looking forward to Sunday. I mean, it's a huge game, obviously big playoff implications. It seems like every game in this division is huge because it's such a wide open division. So we're all looking forward to Sunday. 10,000 foot view of the Jaguars now through five weeks. What sticks out the most when you turn them on and, and take a look? Well, the interesting thing is I, I think they're fine <clears throat> is the short answer. It's interesting now because this is a team now that has to deal with expectations for the first time, and that, that, that changes everything, right? I mean, I, I think people forget that as good as last year was and as good as last year turned out, people forget that they started 3-7. and seven. So, you know, to go from where they were last year to where they are now – you can make a pretty sound argument. This is a better team. This is a more well-rounded roster. But now when you throw expectations into the equation, that obviously changes things. I think if they can win Sunday, if they can win this game against Indianapolis, uh, take that head-to-head, -head, you know, you've got that tiebreaker uh, out of sight, out of mind, they're really in a good position. You know, the two-game trip to London was something that I'm sure Doug Peterson wanted to get through. They not only survived, they prospered with the two wins. So I think this game is huge for a number of reasons. Everyone in the division is huge, obviously. But if they can get this one, uh, I, I think they're really sitting pretty six weeks into the season. Spiro G, the CBS Sports with us. You know, of any coach that can get his team going and get this team going, Doug Peterson has really found a way to flip the switch for his team when he needs them to play and step up in a big way. That was the case in London. They had they had lost to the Texans here and just looked horrible in all three phases, and there was a lot of head-scratching going on. They had to go to London and figure it out. They certainly did with the two wins there. Just the leadership of Peterson to be able to, to get the team – to, to answer the bell and answer his lead, that goes a long way. Even with a, a team now in year two under Doug Peterson, he knows how to push that button here, it feels like. I don't know how this is going to end with Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, but they haven't, if they haven't built a statue of this, this guy, uh, by the time his career is done, I'll be surprised. He, he was such a the perfect tonic for this franchise last year, you know, not to rehash uh, with the Urban Meyer era, but to see what he did last year, you know, he, he's just so perfect for, I think, a team that's in this position, young trying to climb the ranks in the AFC. He's such a great teacher. He's a great leader. He walks into the room. You know, people know about his career. There's just certain guys that, that have an influence on players. And if I'm, if I'm a GM, Doug Peterson's on a short list of the type of coach that I would want. And, and I just think they needed to get out of Dodge for a couple of weeks. I think the two weeks in London did wonders for this team because, again, for the first time, they're dealing with expectations. Now Now they're expected they have a little bit of a target on their back based on what they did last year, get into the second round of the playoffs. And that's really different. You know, it's one thing to sneak up on teams. It's something different now 
to be expected to play at a certain level week in and week out. And I think they're learning how to deal with those kinds of pressures. So you hope as a Jacksonville fan that, that they cleared a mental hurdle these last couple of weeks. And I think how they play in this game, which is always tricky, as you know, coming back from London after just one week is, is something that's difficult with the jet lag and the hour change. Two weeks there is even more difficult. So this is going to be interesting to see how they come out. But they could somehow win this game um, uh, ginormous for this team. Spirit, they've got skilled position players all over the place. Wide receiver, Travis Etienne's coming off his second best career day in terms of rushing yardage. We know what Trevor can do, but it doesn't matter too much if you can't block it up front. There's been a lot of changes on the offensive line this year, uh, a lot of new faces. The right tackle's a rookie. Cam Robinson was back last week. The interior three have been pushed around occasionally. Well, this is not the week to really try to figure that out. This is a front seven for the Colts that can – uh, pound for pound, keep up with any front seven in the NFL. The challenge this week of blocking a guy like DeForest Buckner and the guys they have in that front seven, Zaire Franklin leads the league in tackles. That's the big challenge up front today. Yeah, you know, when the season started, we were we were talking about the AFC South, and, and Adam, my partner, Adam Archuleta, agreed that the one area that was a concern for Jacksonville was the offensive line. Um, obviously, Harrison is a, is a tremendous prospect. You think that he will eventually become, you know, potentially a Pro Bowl, All-Pro type player, but this is something that, you know, one area where this team is going to have to prove itself, especially due to some of the fronts that they're going to have to face during the course of the season. Um, and you mentioned Indianapolis with Buckner and some of the, the big guys that they have up front. You know, you can go down the list of all the, the teams that have had success in this league, the championship teams. They all build their teams from the, uh, from the line of scrimmage out. And, you know, certainly Jacksonville's defense, I know that they've made some changes. This offensive line for Jacksonville, this is the biggest question mark for me. We know Trevor Lawrence, you know, is, is, is ascending. Uh, we know some of the skill position players love ETN, uh, love the, you know, what, what Christian Kirk was able to provide. And, and this year now with Calvin Ridley, it's just it's going to come down to this offensive line. Can they protect your franchise quarterback? Um, that will determine, I think, more than anything else, how far this team goes. Spiro Dinas with us. Let's now touch on the Indianapolis Colts. Anthony Richardson, obviously a first-round pick, but on the shelf for at least four weeks. And it's not his first injury of the season. Mm -hmm. The long-term look at the future of Richardson, I mean, you know, they've got so many injuries so far for their quarterback. At some point, they've got to slow that down if he's going to be the future of that franchise. So how do they do that in Indianapolis? Well, we, we had the game last week, uh, Indy, Tennessee, and, and you know, we were so excited going in to finally see this kid up close and personal, and then he goes down with the injury. You hate to see it of any player, especially someone like him. You know, the day they get Jonathan Taylor back, everyone's excited, the town's jumping, and, and now suddenly he goes down. I'm actually concerned that it's going to be more than four weeks. I, I think that's a really positive uh, guesstimate. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, it could, link, could be six, could be eight, could be even more. Who knows? The one thing that I think has saved this team has been Gardner Minshew, who you know is another huge part of this game Sunday. He is a luxury that few teams have as a number two quarterback because you know you can go down the list. There are very few number twos that can come in and and keep your team, keep a, a contending team, as a viable uh, as a viable club. And I think Gardner provides that for them. But just to step back, the Richardson injury aside. Very similar to Jacksonville, you know, with the, going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson. If you look at how bad that, the, the vibe was in that building last year, we had a number of Colts games last year. 
to go from that to where they are now with Shane Steichen uh, was mind-blowing. We walked in the building last week. It was like you were in a different planet. Uh, they love this guy. They feel like he's smart, puts his guys in a position to succeed, and he's changed the culture quickly and overnight really to the same level that I think Doug was able to accomplish here. So, again, just great to see. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they navigate here these next couple of weeks with Minshew, maybe long-term if Richardson's unable to come back. But just awesome to see the Colts turn the corner the way that they have. Minshew versus Lawrence, Colts versus Jaguars, first place on the line, Spiro Ditas on the call. What else do you want? I love it. Appreciate the time. Thanks, brother. Good to see you.